0: It's Wednesday, November 9th. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill. Joining me in studio today, from Motley Fool Funds, Bill Barker, and from Motley Fool Hidden Gems, Chief Investment Officer here at The Motley Fool, Andy Cross. Thanks for being here, gents. Great day to be here. It is a great day to be here. It's a surprising day. We were talking about it just before we started taping about the the surprises this year, Brexit being one of them, and the election of Donald Trump. We're going to put it in the same category, just because
1: the pollsters everybody else
0: is well everybody else is and rightly so when you look at you know how the polls were shaping up and and the conventional wisdom going into the election um it, yeah. it, i was reminded i was reminded this morning of the uh the great mark twain quote uh it ain't what you don't know that gets you into trouble it's what you know for sure that just ain't so. So true. and then, <laughs> So true
2: in investing. I mean, that is just spot on when it comes to investing. I mean, if you think you absolutely know something is guaranteed to happen, chances are you don't know. Yeah,
0: it is that certain. Well,
1: which in this case would have been, well, Hillary Clinton is going to be elected, and then the market will like that, so yes. it'll yeah. go up. It'll finally be... You know, relieved.
2: Yeah.
0: Right. And the certainty of knowing. And last night, as the votes were coming in at at a certain point, as Donald Trump's lead was increasing and the certainty that he was going to be elected president was increasing, all the networks were were showing the Dow futures down 300 points, 400, at one point down 750 points. You look at what
2: the market is doing today. up about a percent. Yeah. Right. The Russell, the Russell two thousand, which was is the index of small cap stocks, is up almost two percent today.
1: See, it, I think the rest of the world at a certain point is just going to have to look at the U.S. and say enough, right? It, it's it's <laughs> I, okay.
2: <laughs> no, enough what? <laughs>
1: well, like hot dogs on Brexit. It, so that was a surprise. But guess what? The English market collapsed. Right. Like everybody agreed. Oh, this is shocking. We agree ahead of time that if that happens. We're all going to sell off your your um, your stock market. That seemed to be the agreement between us and the rest of the world. Oh, if we elect Donald Trump, of course we'll sell off our yep. stock market because we we agree that 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 is an unpredictable element, yep. um, or we could uh, phrase it other ways. Uh, and the rest of the world had the first chance. I like. I get it. The U.S. has done this weird thing, and we all agree that we need to sell their stocks. Yeah. And then it comes around uh, through Europe and or to us. We say. Now we're just gonna. We just feel we're as awesome as ever. We, we
2: our stocks. USA, USA. Come, to, come USA. to think
1: of it, our stocks were undervalued yesterday. Yeah, yeah let's we're, let's move them up higher. We're good. And the rest of the world's just blinking and say, "I, come on,
0: <laughs> come on, America, come on. what are you doing? Come on, stock market." Um, now, you are right. In aggregate, I am
1: yes. <laughs> Thank that, you. That's all we have for today's <laughs> <Can we> just, <laughs>
0: show. Bill is insisting we wrap up. Finally, with, with years
1: that of on this show, and finally, I've done something right. Um,
0: there are
2: some interesting facts, though. I think Chris, where you're going is in between. Yes. The, so the, the, the bigger picture.
0: S and P five hundred up about a percent right now. Yep. Once you start to <laughs> look at different yep. sectors,
2: there are five hundred yeah. companies in the S and P.
0: Yes, uh, there are different sectors, and there are different companies yep. that we can get to, but. Um, one group not having a great day, hospital stocks. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Tenant healthcare. Oof. Um, you can stop making that noise now. <laughs> um, you know, uh, the, yeah. we've talked before about how prognostications of what a candidate's election to the White House is going to mean for certain industries, a lot of times those are wrong. And we, we've seen this uh, with the last two presidents. Uh, the belief when George W. Bush was elected, about certain industries when Barack Obama was elected. And and some of those will certainly be wrong about Donald Trump. But two that appear to be, <laughs> at least in the moment, that appear to be correct are hospital stocks with the likelihood that some or all of Obamacare gets repealed yeah. or rolled back or something like that, and, and the impact that will have on hospitals. And on the flip side, what we're seeing today with, for lack of a better term, infrastructure stocks with steel materials that sort of thing, and and the belief, probably rightly so, that one of the first big pieces of legislation that President Trump will will push is some sort of significant infrastructure spending bill, and so, you know that infrastructure ain't yeah. going to build itself.
1: Yeah, let's build things. I think that is one of the areas where. There's um, agreement uh, between the political parties and um, outside of the political parties that just building some stuff to replace the stuff that is destroyed or, or falling apart seems to be worth doing. And uh, I don't know entirely why it hasn't gone through better off of the um, you know the plans over the last six years, um, but. I think that that is we're seeing it in uh, stuff like uh, Aztec and uh, Vulcan Materials, which are aggregates and asphalt producers, and so there's an expectation that the roads are going to get uh, some treatment. And uh, the steelmakers, Nucor, uh, they're all up double digits, and I think that makes some sense. Although, really, it was um, you know part of the Clinton promise yeah. too. Yeah. So it's not. Maybe you can think that that it's it'll happen faster, or because uh, that there is no division. Maybe it, it's that also that everybody is aligned on the Republican side between House, Senate, and, and President. You can actually move something through, yes, uh, in a way that you couldn't even if it even if it was agreed upon yeah. between Democrats and Republicans. That the, the mere fact that uh, the, the President. Uh, and and the uh, Congress would have been divided under a Clinton victory um, meant well you know nothing nothing will actually happen
2: yeah and I think there's the severity of the sell-off in some of those healthcare stocks I mean Tenet down 23% and <clears throat> HCA down 14% you know I think that is just because a lot of that is because of the aggressiveness that the Republican Party has talked about with the Obamacare. And, and 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 fighting that and trying to and trying to repeal parts of that and the expectation that they will as a now that they control both houses of congress and the white house they they will go aggressively against that so obviously the market is Forward-looking tends to be forward-looking, only a, a, ahead of a, a couple de- a couple days or a month or, at, at best. I think some at, at times. So I think th- the expectation that they will aggressively go against that, uh, go go hit that first is is look to be looking to be priced in the market. Interesting enough, um, to the to the infrastructure spending, you know, we do see the ten-year yield approaching two percent, which we haven't seen in a long time. You know. At least a few months. So, um, you know, understanding that that what this may mean for long-term inflation expectations, and and as we think about how we're going to pay for a lot of the spending, and what that may what that may be for the for the um, for the interest rates environment. I don't know if we'll see a Fed act in December. We might. I mean, you know, they're data driven, so it's going to depend on the data. But like that, you know, it may hold off a little bit of the of the Fed action that I think everyone was expecting. To come in December, we we may not see that now.
0: You mentioned the Nasdaq. Um, Part of what's pushing up the Nasdaq today, you look at the Nasdaq Biotech Index. That's up about seven percent today. So you know, obviously, not a great day for hospital stocks, but uh, there are certain pockets of the the broader healthcare and pharmaceutical space that are doing well.
1: Yeah, pharma uh, certainly the uh, you know way that uh, Clinton had come out against drug pricing and uh, the headlines that that was getting. So, healthcare is not a monolith. Um, it's, it's relatively easy to separate the hospitals out, yeah. uh, in that uh, they always benefited from uh, Obamacare. Uh, that is, hospitals are going to get used, they're going to get used uh, in the future, uh, whether Obamacare is around or not, but whether they get reimbursed for what they provide. Uh, is, is the question. And uh, pharma, uh, there is a lot of uh, effect that the government can have on pricing. And certainly Clinton was uh, willing to uh, portray herself as going to be aggressive on, on uh, counteracting some of the uh, price hikes. Uh, that's off the table. Trump hasn't been as vocal about that You know, he's mentioned it, but I don't think it's it's a serious issue for him.
2: You know, it'll be interesting. What I what I am really interested in thinking about is is um, in a a Trump presidency, and there's so much unknown. Like we just don't know really what I mean. We the last night, his his um, acceptance speech or his his you know self congratulatory speech was was much different than what we saw. You know the 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 blustery uh, Trump we saw during the campaign. So what kind of Trump we get and what he does is still a big uncertainty but like global trade he's been so aggressive in talking about um, uh, the 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 uh, negative effects of so many of our global trade agreements so like thinking about shipping companies or any any company that is really involved in global trade like how does that impact what does a Trump presidency impact um, how does it impact those businesses and like we're analysts right so we're studying how these, what we think the impact on the cash flows for these businesses, because that is what's going to drive the valuations of these companies and their growth prospects. So, you know, thinking about those, those the impact of a Trump presidency and in a in a, in a Republican Congress and the pairing of those two together and what it may mean for the cash flow of some of those companies that they've been aggressively targeting over the last few months.
1: Uh, so, I, I think that, um, you know, one of the... Other sectors that is again you know, having a good day, the rails, uh, coal. If there was one thing, and I, I think I said this on this show, I know I said it elsewhere, to bet that that would really change uh, in terms of its prospects from this presidency uh, would be coal, and certainly the rails that move coal yeah. are are moving up today. Uh, boy, there aren't that many coal companies publicly, you know, left. Uh, it's been a tough, tough. Spot not, to be in not just four years or eight years yeah. you know it, it's a decade yeah. it it's been a tough go for coal. Trump has aggressively promoted uh, what he uh, not specifics about what he would do for coal, but just his support and and that under the Trump presidency, coal would you know come back and and so I think that we're seeing uh, the rails as sort of an indirect play on that.
2: Yeah, it's interesting to think about. Does does today's news last night's news? how for an individual investor chris like thinking about what do they do today you know t- talking about what do i do now markets were gyrating all over the place last night now i come in and the russell's up 2% and the s&p's up a percent and now it seems like wait so all that i mean this is the way markets react they're very mercurial in nature they ebb and flow constantly all the time. Investors, traders trying to figure out how what to make sense of this. You know, from from our perspective, we're looking at 3, 5, 10 years trying to find the investments. Um, I think continuing to remind investors that if you are invested in equities, you are going to see days like this and months like this that would markets are moving all over the place. Brexit, we saw the drop 4 or 5% that day. They've all snapped back. Most of those markets have snapped back since then. Um, to surpass that those drops and make up more than that. So, this is the way that markets react and individual investors have to be aware that they're invested in, in stock markets. The volatility, you're going to see that. But when you start to stretch that out and you look at over three, five years, you know it's really understanding how the cash flows of your investments, how the sales growth, how the earnings stream is going to come through. And thinking about that from an analytical perspective, we are thinking about how is this impacting those those results, because that's what's going to drive your investment performance, not what the market does in a day or two. And we, you have to be very careful to overreact to these circumstances.
0: One thing I was happy to see last night on Twitter and a couple of email as well from listeners, at a point in time when the Dow futures were down several hundred points and it was looking like there was going to be a lot of red today on Wall Street. Um, these were tweets and emails that struck a common tone which was essentially i'm pre- preparing myself to go shopping on wednesday what, you know do you have any thoughts on what i should be buying so i think just i agree with you andy that you know, we're we're bottom up investors we focus on the business but just recognizing that there are these events that happen and even if you just as an investor say i just ha- want to have a contingency plan a checklist of when there is some outside event that does have a big impact on the markets in general, that I've got my checklist of, oh, okay, either I've got some cash already put aside and I've got my watch list, or it's, I don't really have my cash, but I've got my watch list of stocks that I'm looking to buy if they go on sale, and I've also got my short list of stocks in my portfolio that these are numbers one, two, and three on my list to sell, to free up the cash to Mm -hmm. go shopping.
1: And if if you're looking for that, uh, what people are shopping for today to tie back into some of the either uh, promises that that Trump made or that Clinton made, uh, one of them being minimum wage is pretty important and that uh, Clinton, really following um, Bernie Sanders, uh, was promoting a a $15 uh, federal minimum wage uh, increase. And Trump um, said a few different things about minimum wage, but ultimately did not promote uh, raising it. And and so that's being reflected in restaurant stocks today, in particular, seeing things that uh, like uh, Panera's up about four or five percent, Texas Roadhouse same, Uh, and and they have heavy labor costs which are directly tied to minimum wage, and so it's a Relatively good day for restaurants. They they can probably look at, and investors in them can look at the the margins that they can expect from them and think not just today and tomorrow, but this is a this is a long term relief from the perspective of the margins of the restaurants and, and the profit margins. It's, you know, there, there's no free lunch. If there are People out there who are going to make less money because minimum wage is not raised—that uh, will affect uh, consumer staples. You know, and the ability of some, you know, uh, you know, lower middle class or, or lower class uh, families to, to buy more yeah. consumer staples. So there, there's no. As we see, there are a lot of sectors uh, reflecting some fairly dramatic changes in investor sentiment in relation to what the election promises were. And and that'll continue. It's not all going to be captured today, of course, because uh, you know your guess is as good as anybody else's about what that was promised is
2: actually viable.
1: More this time because of the unification of one party having all the levers.
2: Yeah, and there's also interesting news, you know, across the country. Like I think there were some some um, uh, laws or rules passed about um, marijuana. Marijuana or, be- or 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 Is that soda. Where you were going? Soda taxing, soda taxes, or or um, uh, or restricting the amount of soda. So we see a lot of our soda co- beverage companies down um, in in uh, today this morning's trading um, are down two percent. You know, from when one of the worst-performing sectors in the, in in the Dow. So, you know, understanding how all of these these puts and takes are really affecting your companies and what it means for the future prospects is important. Um, but it's also uh, what's almost more important, from the investor perspective, from a psychology perspective, is really understanding how you, as an investor manage this kind of volatility because this won't be the first time hasn't hasn't been the first time and it certainly won't be the last because we will have days like this and understanding chris like you said what is your plan do you have money allocated do you want to have money allocated do you have your list of stocks that you want to go shopping for if the price is right or some of those that you want to sell and being able to look at the volatility as an advantage or as an opportunity because really that is the time in, in in the great times of volatility that investors can really make the most uh, with their capital
0: and bill you mentioned the fact that you've got both houses of Congress and the Oval Office controlled by one party that does certainly increase the likelihood that legislation of all shapes and sizes gets passed uh, go back to 2000 and and I think I, where, where I was going with this was I think at least part of what we're seeing in the market today is just the certainty that you know one candidate was elected with a majority you know it's not going to be contested go back to 2000 where a few days after the uh, you know in the in the 3 days after uh, the election of 2000 when the recount in Florida was going on and there was no clear sense yeah. of Is Al Gore the president? Is George W. Bush the president? And the Nasdaq dropped twelve percent that week. Yeah. So the old adage of the market hates uncertainty is an old adage for a reason.
1: Yeah, there was a lot of uncertainty then, and actually it didn't take long in two thousand. There was unification, but then, um, as I recall, was it uh, Ben Nighthorse Campbell? Did he switch parties?
2: Yeah, that's right. I think that was someone. He did. He did. But it was was it then in Nebraska?
1: uh, he was from Colorado. Was Colorado, okay. But Bush lost the the uh, Senate yeah. majority rather quickly, like before yeah, the midterms, right. um, as, as I recall. And uh, you know what you can do when everybody is on the same page, if they are all on the same page. I don't know. Tr- Trump <laughs> it's has look. look <laughs> it's Trump. A good question, Trump man. has spent part yeah. of his uh, recent adult life as a registered Democrat, yeah. right? I mean, he's just not. Part of the same structure, which is, I think, one of the reasons why he is now in in the place he is, not not having uh, gone through that. So, is is he going to be on the same page? There are some things uh, It could be. What did uh, Obama successfully get through in those first two years when he had all right. the levers and it, Obamacare and uh, a, an increase in taxes? So. You know, A decrease in taxes is one of those things that's always promised, like, this is what I'm going to do. Uh, Clinton uh, had her promises about uh, increasing taxes on, on the top 1%, but she wouldn't have had uh, the ability to actually get anything done with that. Uh, Trump has made some very large promises about what he wants to do in terms of uh, tax rates and uh, you know, uh, bringing money back uh, from uh, corporate profits that are that are stranded overseas, uh, corporate tax rates. I mean, there could be very very large changes
2: mm-hmm.
1: that could occur because you've got everybody. Whereas Obamacare will be tough. I mean, to get rid of that, you need yep. to get past a filibuster, uh, but yep. you don't with you know, just getting the, the taxes. I yeah, the corporate
2: tax rate, I mean, that may be one that they, they go after pretty quickly, because there seems to be, that is a that is a place where the Republican Party, I think, seems to have, not being a, pl- a political analyst per se, per se, but seems to have much more agreement. I mean, you know, it tr- wasn't like Trump had the most Republican friends out there during this campaign. Right. I mean, the Speaker of the House pretty much was like, hey, don't come to Wisconsin, and right. Wisconsin was one of the states that was a key part to... To um, Trump winning that election, so I think you know making friends with, with the Republican Party. There, there's going to be some challenges there, and I think the corporate tax side seems to be one where they they have some some alignment, and that might be one where they where they um, they push on pretty quickly.
0: Yeah, someone had tweeted out a list of stocks this morning that were down, and what those companies all had in common uh, is that Donald Trump had singled them out. In a negative way on the campaign trail, so you know earlier today, shares of Apple, Amazon, Macy's, Ford Motor, Mondelez—they were all down. It's like, yeah, you know what? They who knows they might be in, they might be in for a little bit of pain. Yeah,
2: it, it, it just it's going to be fascinating to see, like Bill was saying, just um, you know, the line party. Um, what 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 is on what is their agenda? What is their first agenda? You know, um, they have they they have a lot you know they that republican party is very should be very thankful I, I would think of donald trump and now see him as like the you know the the spiritual if not the actual leader of of their party right because he's the leader of the party right he and like, if you're leader. sitting in the
0: oval office you're the leader of the he's party he's the leader of the party
1: the old party <laughs> is not yeah, the right? party of the future
2: exactly it's not and like you know there was talk that the, that they would lose the the senate and they picked up what one seat right so I think they did yeah uh, the Democrats picked up one seat. So, a- anyway, like that, there's going to be a, there, there. There, I would think there'd be this rally around him, and, and just seeing what they decide to go after first is going to be, you know, really interesting. And it's going to be very interesting for investors too, because corporate taxes obviously is a big impact when you think about the, your 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 profits of your or of your companies. What that may mean for the profit center of your of your investment portfolio.
1: Yeah, you know, it's hard to think of how corporate uh, profit margins could get better. Uh, yep. they, they actually were not just at all-time highs under the Obama administration. And for those that are out there thinking that uh, Obama was even in, in any way some sort of socialist, right? I mean, that was one of the attacks from, I don't know, let's call it the alt-right for the moment, uh, on him. Well, that, that just wasn't borne out in the numbers. That corporate profits went up and stayed up. Uh, at a level really unprecedented. And th- that's not something that should uh, keep going in the right direction from an investor's perspective that it is, it is hard. Uh, if profit margins get to be too big, they get competed away. That's just capitalism 101. How, so how do they improve from here? And there aren't that many ways that they, that it could occur other than technology being a, a bigger and bigger part. Uh, which takes away from the labor force. Uh, so, one of the ways is corporate tax, yep. uh, corporate taxes going down. That that could improve um, margins to yep. a, a, a even higher rate. Absolutely. Can I just share one non-investing
0: uh, pet peeve from election night? Please. So I'm watching the returns and I'm I'm flipping through all of the channels. I'm just going back and forth all the news channels, um, and they all do something that uh, I think smacks of, uh, is just a little pathetic, and I'd love to see uh, some of the networks, if not all of the television networks, stop this. And, And here's what it is. They've all got their graphics and music package for when they're prepared to call a state for one candidate or the other. And it's the exact same suspenseful music and, like, big announcement, no matter what the state, so like it's not well for our battleground states, we've got the suspenseful music, yeah. but they use it for like, and we are prepared to call Vermont for Hillary Clinton. It's like, yeah. really? Wait a second,
1: they roll that out when they are prepared to tell you the polls have closed and it's too early to call, right? That still gets the dramatic music and roll out. It's top of the hour, we've got some really big results, and you know, all these states have just closed and they're too early to call, yeah, and and it's. Whew, Wow. You've got <laughs> you've got
0: 4 years to prepare for this yeah. TV networks. I mean, mix it up. Give me something. Don't just and we're prepared to call Wyoming for Donald Trump. Like,
1: oh come on. We, oh,
0: didn't we know that like you 6 know, months people, ago?
1: You know, people from the great state of Wyoming want to hear that dramatic music.
0: I'm not saying Wyoming's results shouldn't be announced. I'm saying they shouldn't come with all the drama of a battleground state. Maybe a couple different tunes.
1: Yeah. Maybe you just roll out the normal stuff for you know your great states of Wyoming, Montana, Hawaii—the states that we think we know what's going to happen before it occurs. Right. Uh, but and then you get something a little bit more, even more dramatic, yeah. for your Ohio's and Florida's. Again, you've got four years to get on this. This is your challenge to the networks.
2: Do you stay in one network or do you flip? I, around? I go all around. That's how I know. Yeah.
1: It's like oh, it's, it's not just yeah. this network. Yeah. they all it's do still, it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. No, you gotta you gotta go around because there are a couple of people that will show up and, and ruin your night. Uh, if True. You, if you everybody's got those who push their buttons the wrong way yeah. uh, on these things, and there are certain people who I cannot watch and listen to.
2: But just interesting to see who calls what. AP called this, but NBC didn't call that, and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So it's interesting trying to figure out the actual ongoing
0: count. Also, just from a technology standpoint. Uh, we still, as a nation, or, or rather, our television news networks, still haven't gotten the bug-free um, interactive map. We still don't really have that technology down. There always seems to be whoever is standing at the interactive map, and they're touching it, and they're like, "Let's go to this county and let's explain." There's always some sort of bug thing happening where it's like. And at at one point, I just thought to myself. You know, if if you just had a giant iPad, I think this would be a lot better for you.
2: Wow, you are just you're like jaded. You just want it's like that <laughs> Louis C.K. skit about like wow, I'm flying on an airplane. Every, everything's amazing. Everything's and nobody's amazing. And nobody's happy. <laughs> like I was like, wow, what's CNN doing? They're flipping between 2008 and by by the by the I district did think and that, county. I thought that was that pretty at impressive. At times,
1: John King was allowed to go on a little too long. Yes, and flipping agreed. Or, and and while that was actually highly substantive yep. and really what you were there for is, is to find out exactly how people are voting yeah. and where they're voting and what it means when when certain counties are, are still to report but there were times when it just sort of went on a little too long and I wolf think.
2: Blitzer pulled like he 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 pulled him back a couple times too yeah.
1: I, I Kane could just do that. Sol, I think he could just do his own show for like 5 6 yeah. hours straight where he just keeps pushing things and saying and then look at here and then look at here and that's a, and you just every once in a while it's like a telethon. Every once in a while you cut for a commercial <laughs> break and you come back and he's he's mid sentence still.
0: <laughs> you can read more from Bill Barker, just go to fullfunds.com and you can sign up for declarations. It's the free monthly newsletter. Uh, from Bill Barker and the folks at Full Funds, and if you want to learn more about hidden gems, which is uh, one of the uh, our small cap service here at the Motley Fool, um, you can go to podcast.fool.com, scroll all the way to the bottom. Uh, and you'll see some information there about Motley Fool Hidden Gems. Andy Cross, Bill Barker, thanks for being here, guys. Thanks, Thank Chris. you. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and the Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So, don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's going to do it for this edition of Market Forward. The show is mixed by Dan Boyd. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.